recording. Okay, here we go. Welcome to Learn With Us. Today we have a panel. We're going to be talking about basically a bunch of um, junior developers, as far as, I, as I'm aware of here, and a recruiter. And we're going to see if I, given my 12 years experience as a developer, can help these young boys and girls in their careers. Just, uh, I've been a developer for about 12 years. I've spent my vast amount of time most of my time in London, um, more traveling, a lot international now. Um, basically, I uh, started off as a full stack developer for financial company, and then I've uh, been doing a lot of um, front end stuff, contracts, and I'm recently um, been been founding a, a social network called Mentor CV, which um, is basically allows people to show who they're mentoring and who's mentoring them, and that's uh, basically building all that. So that's a bunch of Firebase, bunch of Svelte as for the front end, and also do projects um, for clients, put together soft developers, bidding and that kind of stuff. Podcasting as well. Um, but yeah, so that was that was uh, I did that for about five years, and um, then moved to a product studio called Neverbland, where I joined as a um, as a hardcore developer, I'd say. So not much to do with design at that place. Um, again, kind of like going into that role more as someone who wanted to learn about working in a development team, getting to grips with Git, NPM, and all that kind of stuff, which um, which I didn't know before. Just working as a as a designer in this advertising agency with Flash, didn't really have to talk to anyone else. You just produced your work, and that was it. So moving into Sorry, development team, basically we... for two years like that myself. Oh yes, just just had a little small team and get off. No, Wild West stuff, you know, like can push production and all this stuff. Yeah, on you go. Absolutely, yeah. So it was, it was absolutely Wild West. You do what you need to do to get the job done. Fun days, man. And, uh, yeah, like you'd have to just patch up leaks whenever they popped up and things like that. But yeah, very different to working in a team and working in a product studio where um, there's processes involved. There's a lot of kind of, you know, code reviews for one. Just being able to show someone your code and to get feedback on that is a massive for me, a massive kind of like learning accelerator. So I uh, did that for about two years and more recently joined an advertising agency uh, as a product developer. So um, at this agency, I'm sort of basically focused on developing products, internal tools, um, developing them, but also asking those questions about why, why we're building the product, why is it needed, where's the most value that we can add in terms of features. I'm just taking it through to development, trying to develop stuff very quickly, test it, get feedback from people, and sort of take a prototyping approach to product development. Um, and there it's uh, JavaScript, uh, mainly, uh, on the front end and the back end. So we use Node for the back end, uh, GraphQL. Um, yeah, so that's uh, that's my journey up to this point. As I said, like I've, I've been a junior so many times. For instance, when Flash went out, it's like, what now? So started building up my portfolio with more HTML stuff and just kind of, I think in tech, you, you, you're always a junior in some way. A new piece of technology comes out, you really have to just learn it and roll with it. And that's just part of the industry. It's just learning, learning, constantly learning. Um, so, yeah. Perfect. So I, I was going to, you know, in terms of asking both Mark and, and Nikos a, a question, um, for, for for obviously the, 
for juniors out there, what what sort of advice would would, would you give to it to any juniors starting their career journey now? What what would you obviously advise them to you know if you advise them maybe three things that you want you you advise them to do? What would they be? Gloat in your luckiness for avoiding all of this mess that we had to deal with in in our careers. Just be happy that you're dodging <laughs> a bullet like you can't believe. Yeah, I don't have to deal with I five and six and flash and co. Um, it's ridiculous the amount of head start you have now that just gloat and be happy of how good the choice you've made. Um, when degrees are optional, to be honest, unless you want to become like a get involved in really complicated algorithms and you know financial stuff like my. The stuff that I'm doing right now for mental CV basically is some mathematics going on with like drawing relationships. So basically, you know, there's D3, there's, there's other libraries out there that you can use to draw things. But um, you're very dependent on like the developers behind those things. And a lot of these open source stuff, they have so many facilities for different ways you can use it that the, the lines of code are quite a, quite a lot. So my startup, the lines of code for the whole startup are about 2,200 lines. D3 library would probably be about 10,000 lines. So I would probably say um, write your own stuff as much as you can. Um, don't depend on libraries, at least for, for a while, because sometimes you're using libraries, you're not really learning anything. Like all the knowledge that you would have learned to use like AngularJS or um, is basically worthless now. Um, try and do as much as you can with low level low-level code because then uh, that knowledge will never disappear um, you know frameworks are okay but um, if you're using a framework try and get use a framework that's not like if the framework's not there anymore you're, you're basically all that knowledge is, is useless um, react's quite a good framework because uh, you're using JavaScript inside of the JSX templates and that's just draw JavaScript whereas like some of the other ones like say um, Angular, Vue, even Svelte, you're you're learning some markup language that is only specific for that uh, particular language. Um, what else? Yeah, I mean, it, interviews, right? Um, so many companies right now, they're just expecting us developers to just do huge, huge interviews for free, right? Um, I would personally... Just, just have a good open source, you know, have a good GitHub account, have some, some stuff on there, because if you, um, if someone like me wants to hire you, I'm not going to look, I'm not going to send you a test, right? I'm going to look at your GitHub profile and talk to you about some commits, and in about five or ten minutes, I'll figure out if you're the, if at your level, are a realistic candidate. One of the best candidates I ever recruited for, basically, um, I sat down for five, ten minutes, talked about his open source stuff, and didn't even bother having to send them a coding test coding tests are the scum of the earth right now you know like it's this complete laziness on behalf of the end clients they just have too many cvs and they want you to do this coding test well it's everything because it's, it's like a client's market right now right so all the clients have way too many candidates to sift through so it's, it's it's they can just send all these tests and you have to jump through this hoop and that just um it's a shame because uh, they'll miss the best developers for that level. You can be, the, I mean, the best of you be a junior and be good value, right? 
or you can be senior and good value as well. But the ones that have options, um, they're not going to sit and spend half a day doing a test uh, all the time. You do want to till you get tired of those. So um, open source is good visibility for your for your skills. So even just if you have one good open source project with um, you know that a, a decent rec a tech recruiter will be able to get you forward reasonably quick and you can tell a lot from people just asking some basic questions about javascript and for that level to see if they're um capable so i mean i wouldn't ask the same questions to a senior as i would have a junior um, in terms of coding but, but yeah as a junior role you're, you're you're um you've got less of a get out close to avoid doing these tests so it's, it's going to be a bit hard being a junior i think for a few years because um yeah, you can't really say no too much uh, if you're desperate for a job. Yeah, I, I, I was going to pick up on that point that, you know, the, the, there is a lot of competition in the market, especially at the moment, you know, probably going back to February, March time, there wasn't anywhere, you know, you're probably looking at a quarter of the competition that you're talking now because it is, it is more client-driven. Back then it was a bit more candidate-driven. So, you know, there are going to be companies that expect you to do technical tests. But for, for me, like Nico was saying, Try and make sure you have a good portfolio, good GitHub. Um, you know, get get mentors in the industry. Um, you know, you don't need five or six, one or two mentors within the industry that can help advise, support you um, on your journey. Um, I think that's really important for juniors if you have that mentor, somebody you can lean on for a bit of, you know, advice here and there, soundboard um, things off. I think that's really beneficial for any junior. Um, Get that by, you know, going connecting, you know, have a have a strong personal brand maybe on, you know, LinkedIn, go and connect with, you know, developers on there and ask sort maybe ask their advice. Um, and also if you do work, maybe send that if they're a strong mentor to you, strength send that to them and ask for their feedback. If they're a good mentor, they'll be able to give you a lot of feedback and that should help everyone on your on, on your journey to become an ultimately landing your first role. I think it's really important that you can get a couple of mentors within the industry. Yeah, also mentors can get you, uh, if a mentor knows how you code, they can be a shortcut to to a role if they're in a job and they're looking for a candidate. Um, the mentor's going to go straight Definitely. to you for uh, for the work because they don't have to ask you <laughs> questions like, um, what's a variable in JavaScript, you know? Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's been... Um, inline and block elements uh, yeah so I mean yeah I, I totally agree yeah. on the, totally agree on the whole kind of portfolio uh, angle to uh, trying to break into the industry I think your portfolio is probably a, a representation or the best representation of yourself you can present and especially if you've got talking points in there that you can use in the and um, yeah I just wanted to ask like how many people do currently have a portfolio or a, a GitHub account. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> so, not me, not me, not me, Mark. Unfortunately. <laughs> uh, Nick, I do have uh, a. Sorry, I, I do have a uh, GitHub, and I do have a portfolio. Um, I've been working on that. No, well, obviously, first draft. Once you're done, you think you could obviously do things differently. Absolutely, um, yeah. 
the only issue with my portfolio that um, I've been thinking of or wondering, um, wait, let me finish this first. You were talking about portfolio and GitHub, right? Now, my GitHub I worry about because it only has my web development stuff on it. Now, what constitutes a good GitHub account? Does it have to be just lines of code? Does it have to be like, um, you know, big projects or are my web development projects good enough? Because obviously CSS has become so powerful that a lot of what you used to do with uh, JavaScript, you can now do with CSS. So to make the page look good and feel good, I mean, CSS is doing most of that work. So. I find sometimes that uh, while I do practice my vanilla JavaScript as much as possible, um, a lot of the times I don't have to rely on it. And the page can come out the way I want it to without relying heavily on JavaScript. And then obviously once it's posted to GitHub, it, it can show, it shows you how much JavaScript compares to HTML, CSS, et cetera. And I wonder if that's a bit of a turnoff to recruiters or clients that they might think that I don't really know my JavaScript? Well, lens of, lens of... I think yeah, there's kind of like um, the entry point level, I think, is knowing HTML and CSS. Um, they're, they're easy to pick up. They're probably the most documented thing ever on the web. Uh, there's courses, there's tutorials, there's documentation, there's referencing. Um, so like showing a good grasp of that is a really good starting point. Just HTML and CSS. Don't worry about JavaScript. Like if you can get a few websites or, you know, just, just single pages looking good with just CSS and HTML, I think that's already, like, you, you've probably proven yourself at that point that you're kind of, like, ready to be tutored in the more kind of, or ready to be mentored and molded by a company uh, looking for a junior. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you can show JavaScript stuff, even better. And, you know, like, even if it's a small to-do app, something like that, if you can do that in vanilla JS, vanilla HTML, vanilla CSS, without any frameworks, I think that's not only great for learning, but it also shows that you can do vanilla. Uh, vanilla being just pure JavaScript. Um, and then if you can do the same thing, to, uh, like a to-do app with a framework, for instance, React, um, I think that, that that's a really good kind of uh, showcase that you can learn and pick up frameworks and you can learn abstractions and also for yourself, like it's really great way to learn how to do the same thing, but with different tools. So you can see how those tools fit into building stuff. So I, I don't think there's anything wrong with having pure HTML and pure CSS projects in your portfolio. And the more you have of them, I think, I think the better. Um, it's great, I think, as an employer, when, you, when they can see that you're so active on GitHub and they can see the kind of like grid thing in the bottom with all these green dots on it showing that you've committed code frequently shows that you're um, you know, really motivated, really interested in doing this without having to be paid for it, without having to be, you know, as side project stuff. I think that's a really good starting point. Because um, I think as a junior, it's, 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 it's usually about soft skills more than hard skills at your level. It's more about being, you know, showing that you're motivated, showing that you, you can go out there and problem solve on your own and, and sort of like self-learn as well. And through your GitHub account, you can show a lot of that. As well as your portfolio as well. Yeah. Well, I, one of the things about uh, sorry, I cut out there for some reason, but um, uh, one of the things regarding my GitHub accounts is so I hosted my portfolio on GitHub Pages, but um, 
obviously scouring the internet, a lot of people say that's a big turnoff to people. But the reason why I've had to go about that is because for paid services, we're not in the position where I can just be splashing around cash. Um, yeah, nothing wrong and, with that at all. If everyone's complaining about that, it's, it's complete nonsense. Don't work for them. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, that's, I've obviously seen, you know, there's two sides to that, that, you know, um, but so one of the things that I've, uh, th that I felt has held me back in that regard is that um, with GitHub pages, you can only go so far. I, I think you can only host static pages, yet I have so much more that I'm able to do. I'm able to work with Node. I've, I've built dynamic websites. I've, um, I've built backends. Uh, I, I've done a, a, a full stack course. Um, obviously, I'm not, you know, uh, perfect, a professional in any other sense. However, I've really um, stuck to the. Uh, how do I put it? When when I was learning HTML, CSS, I thought, okay, cool. I'll smash HTML, smash CSS, get onto JavaScript. That's where the real meat is. And then I slowly realized. CSS is a lot more than I thought it was, and I decided to revert back and get really good at CSS. And I'm really glad that I did do that because, in a sense, it also taught me a lot of how uh, JavaScript works. And um, yeah, and then obviously going to JavaScript, I went through the you know fundamentals. Um, but as soon as I was done with that everyone piled on to me, well, you know, you should, or YouTube was like, well, go to React, go to React, go to Vue or whatever. But uh, thanks to Travis e Media, I stopped in my tracks uh, when he suggested, look, go back to vanilla JavaScript, build as much as you can in vanilla JS and, you know, go from there, which I'm really glad I took that advice because I feel like that's pushed me, um, pushed my understanding of uh, JavaScript to um, at a level than if I had just gone for React because I can now understand what's going on in, in React a lot better, how destructuring works, um, you know, calling objects, it's, it's just uh, mapping using higher order functions. A lot of the ES6 that it requires, you know, when I, um, at first I, I was obviously lost with it, but it really made a lot of it clear. So, um, but I find it's hard for me to um, communicate that through my GitHub, because I'm never really sure. As I said, a lot of my projects, I can't, I can't uh, use backends on it or the databases that I've built for it, and um, they're all static pages. And it's uh, just today I finished a website that I think that is the, in regards to static pages, it's the a website that uses the most JavaScript I've ever written for a website. I'm really excited about it, but again. With all this on my GitHub, with all my um, uh, job applications and everything, I understand it's a difficult time at the moment, um, but I haven't heard word one and not even in the sense of, well, you know, we like your work or, or anything like that. And obviously I'm not, not waiting for anyone to just give me compliments, but um, you can understand how, as you guys have just been saying, you know, this will really help you out hasn't been much of a feedback there hasn't been much feedback from it obviously as i said it's unprecedented times and it's only uh, recently that i have started so it could just be the climate that is the reason for what's happening absolutely nick the climate can i can i give yep um just... i'll let you, you you yeah the the climate right now is uh 
absolutely ridiculous right now. It's um, I've never seen a, a worse job market right now than it's uh. <laughs> It's, it's basically if you have some money in the bank that you can live off of, don't go work because clients are charging ridiculous rubbish rates right now. If you can just live off, you know, don't go work for a client for minimum wage right now. You know, spend some time in your portfolio because the market will bounce back. And all these clients that are trying to rip off developers, <laughs> when the job market does pick up again, they'll be the back of the pile. It's not very popular opinion, but. Well, I mean, as as you just said, it is. Uh, it's exactly what I've seen. I've seen just posts for um, and out of desperation on our side as juniors, we're like, "Well, we've got to get a foot in the door somehow." And we're seeing jobs posted for sixteen a year, you know, twenty a year. Now, granted, I'm not saying I'm above that, but in a sense, coming from my current career and having rent to pay, having all the you know payments I need to make at the end of the month in order to live. There's a certain line that I need to live at just to make that. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Can can I give some advice when you're talking about job applications and not getting feedback? So if it, for for a client or or an agency at the moment, if you put, I mean, we agencies typically at the moment wouldn't even get hold of a junior developer role because if a client advertised a junior developer role, they probably get 250, 300. There's a lot of people potentially looking for work. No, not many of them will be right, but that's the sort of process that people will go through. So this is why we're saying get, if you get three or four mentors to, so that you can able to then demonstrate your work to them, don't forget you know, they, if you get three or four people, they know people, network with them people, they'll put you in touch with somebody else that they've worked with and stuff like that. That's probably more powerful at the moment, I'd definitely say, than actually just applying for roles. You know, actually, if you've got three or four decent mentors, because like Nikos, Mark, they'll have worked, if you, you know, take them to, for example, worked at three or four different companies in the career, they'll know a lot of different developers, you know, sort of may message them out of the blue and say, look, we're looking for a junior developer. Do you know anyone? He's been mentoring you. That that's I'd, I'd definitely recommend that over just applying for roles because it's not great at all. It's really poor that companies and, and agencies don't come back, give you feedback and stuff on applications. But at the same point, knowing, you know, as a recruiter, you know, you might have, 10 or 11 jobs you're getting that many applications it's pretty much damn impossible to go back to each application so the best advice I can give to juniors is get some mentors and I think that will be much better than just sitting on LinkedIn trolling through applying and it's more disheartening doing it that way at least you know your mentors are going to come back to you and give you valid feedback on your, what you've done on GitHub yeah. so for me the advice I'd give I'm not a coder but I know how recruitment works try and connect with people and get some mentors that can give you some advice i think that's much more powerful and actually you won't get anywhere near as disheartened by doing that because you'll get regular feedback and don't forget then people know a lot of different people as well yeah well on that note um i kind of saw it in that way that if i didn't personalize it a bit more i was just going to be lost within the pile so every application that i've sent um, whether it's a recruitment company or it's directly from the, a, a, yeah. a company, I'll um, right after I submit an application on Indeed or whatever job site it is, uh, I'll make a point to still 
write them in, an email to their um, direct email and tell them about myself, that I've applied for the position, uh, send my CV along with it and give a uh, more of a overview of it. So, you know, as, as you're saying, absolutely. I mean, it just makes sense to network more um, and get into the game more with people who are in it at the moment. Um, but yeah, I've, I've tried to, uh, short of sending chocolates, I've, I've really tried is, is that when you're talking? Go on, Mark. Sorry, I'll let you. Sorry. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, I, and you know, on top of all of that, don't don't lose heart in your portfolio. Keep building it up because at some point you're going to be in that interview room and you're going to need some talking points and some things to show. So you know, it's um, yeah, if you spend an hour on it every day, in a year you've got you know a lot of work in there and maybe three or four or five really really good projects. Um, so just, you know, keep building it up. Um, I know that in my past companies that I've worked for, um, if we were ever recruiting, you know, juniors as well, and someone sent through a really good portfolio, I know it would always get passed around the office on Slack. Everyone would be like, hey, check this guy's portfolio out. It's amazing. Um, and we'd do it. And we'd be like, what, this guy's a junior. And um, we'd be rooting, we'd all be rooting for the, whoever was in charge of, of interviewing and recruiting to get that guy in for an interview. Because in development teams, you do want to see people that have, you know, passions outside of just working in development. Um, and the best way to see that is through, is through people's portfolios. And by portfolio, I don't just mean projects. I mean, if you go to uh, hackathons, anything like that, meetups, anything like that, and that shows up in your portfolio. Hey, I went to the NASA Space Apps Hackathon. We developed this as a team. And you've got a video of it. You don't, you don't have to show the code, but just... In that sense, you can show that you're someone who's got a wide variety of interests outside of just, you know, develop the, the, the pure coding sphere. So it doesn't necessarily have to be a coding project. It could, it could be anything. It could be a one-day hackathon, and you could show and tell what you've done during that time, or a meetup that you've, or, or a, a convention that you've gone to. I mean, there's so many virtual conventions now that it's, it's so easy to get, just get involved in them. And if you've got a list of five conventions that you've been in to the year, to an employer, that looks like you're motivated to get out there and learn on your own about stuff. So portfolios can take many different forms. The work inside your portfolio can make lots of different forms. Yeah, I, I was going to say I definitely agree with that as well about, you know, one of the things that every client I work with, they're looking for juniors, they want to see, you know, your interest outside, you know, did he attend webinars, meetups, etc., them sort of things, because it just shows that you've got a real passion and willingness to learn. I think, you know, yes, they want some raw development skills, but most of the time it's about attitude and softer skills and stuff like that as well. Um, if you can demonstrate that you're really, you know, dedicated and stuff like that and you're willing to go that extra mile because they know when they when they hire you, you're not going to be the finished article, you're a junior. So going that extra mile, doing them sort of things means so much to, to employers. Um, so as Mark said, I can, yeah, definitely recommend doing stuff like that as well. Yeah, so All right, thank you. Guys. I mean, just a bit of shameless marketing here. Um, I'm going to share my screen. Uh, right. Okay, select something to stream, grab your friends a seat. Okay, so entire screen. Right. So, like, I'm building this thing called Mentor CV, and. Uh, this is all basically built with, um, can you see that? 
Do we have to watch the stream or uh, yeah, watch, stream? watch the stream? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I just went and wrecked. Perfect. Them. Okay, so like, I don't know if you can see that there. My computer's just yeah. lagging down. So basically, the idea of this site is that if you have a mentor or you want to try to motivate a mentor to have you as a mentee so they can get recognition as um, on, on like the site that they're actually mentoring people and you're being mentored by people. So I've got some people that are mentoring me that I want to um, I want to be publicly recognized as that because they're quite successful. And if they're mentoring me, then people can see that. And also... Uh, if I'm mentoring other people, I want to show the world as well who I'm mentoring. Now, in terms of coding, I've done a lot of mentoring over the years. It's not something that I particularly would mentor in coding, um, but there's other things I would mentor in. So this site allows you to basically uh, share what professional skill you're mentoring in. And it's a, I'm going to be launching it next week at some point. Um, there's still lots of things to do. But um, this site was built with a lot of... This, this diagram here was written in SVG. There's no library out there that could basically render this the way I wanted it to do it, so I had to write it myself. And I spent a lot of time um, working on just um, pure vanilla code. So I had to basically uh, manipulate raw SVG uh, elements, and there's no library there, it's all just um, native stuff. There's a lot of algorithms as well. Um, so having that sort of experience with um, vanilla coding allowed me to pull this thing off um, just uh, I just throw that out there. Um, yeah. Perfect. Let's get back to. Uh, can, can I ask a question to uh, all, all the juniors? In what kind of area of development does everyone want to get into? I know Nick, you probably you mentioned full stack because you can do back end and front end. I'm wondering if there's any front end pure front end developers. Yeah. Okay. So Grace, you front end. Oh, and Sev as well, front end. Yeah, like in the later on, full stack would be cool, but I feel much more confident in front end at the minute. So, probably to feel more comfortable in my first role, I think front end is good. Exactly what she said. Yeah. Great choice. Because it's very hard to be good at full stack. The only reason that I'm able to pull off this site is that I'm using Firebase, which simplifies a lot of the security and authentication and stuff. Um, and and uh, 2000 and also, front end and 200 are on back-end code. I was going to say, when you mentioned Firebase, Nick, earlier when you said, like, um, you wanted to maybe not use GitHub pages, I use Firebase to host um, React apps and Angular, and I don't pay anything for it, so it might be worth checking out. That's awesome. Okay, I didn't even know. Actually, it was only last night that I was like, what is this Firebase thing and what's going on about? I looked into it last night, I was like, damn, but that's... Really cool, thank you. Yeah, I've got a twenty-part series on YouTube on Firebase and and uh, building a simple application. Um, I'm going to make a post series it, of videos is that... and monetize some of that stuff. So, Seth, Grace, you want to be start off more on the on the front end side and and grow potentially out into more of a full start developer later on. I think that's a really, uh, really, really great way to break in because, um, you know, nowadays you can do front end and, and back end with the same language, i.e. JavaScript, just mm-hmm. write JavaScript on the back end. But, um, yeah, if you can show pretty good front end control over CSS, HTML and JavaScript, I think you wouldn't have much of a 
difficulty moving into backend. The only thing with backend, as Nick said, it costs money to get servers up. I mean, yeah, Fire, Firebase is there, and the, you know, it's not it's not that expensive anymore. But it does cost a bit of money to get a database running and have uptime and you know all that kind of stuff. Whereas you're doing just front end. If you're focusing on that for the time being, just use CodePen. Just get some projects up on CodePen. They'll host it for you, the JS, the HTML, and the CSS. And you've got projects up there that you don't have to pay anything for, and they're public. Um, so it's a really good way to get into it. And if the company's you know, specialized in backend as well, they will take you through the backend stuff, and they will teach you that. So it feels like it it's, might be a little bit more valuable to focus on just front end, but with JavaScript as well and let the company kind of um, train you in the back-end stuff um, when there's a need for it. Because I think one of the biggest things is actually finding out... Ooh. Am I still online? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still are. One of the biggest things as well <laughs> is figuring out what apps to build. If you've got so much control like over the back-end, the front-end, the next question becomes, what am I going to build with this? And that's a big question because you're essentially in product territory. What am I going to build with all these skills? Whereas if you focus on the front end and you, you try and get like a very simple landing page up, um, it's a lot more focused. The project's a lot smaller and more focused. And I think those are the things that employers are going to look for a bit more than entire integrated apps uh, that might not work. Because when you're creating an app at the front end and back end, you've got to worry about kind of like error messages being displayed correctly. You've got to worry about, you know, data being transferred from the front end to the back end and back as well, data validation, all, all that kind of stuff that it is, it's just detail, really, at the end of the day. Um, and if you're going to spend your time on detail, you're probably kind of maybe missing an opportunity spending that time building out stuff that people can see, i.e. your front end. But not to discourage you from doing back-end stuff. I think back-end's great. I, I love back-end stuff. Um, it gives you so much power to actually create products that you're, you, you can use. Um, so if that's the route you, you, you feel you can get across your skills best as, then, yeah, by all means, go for the, like, the entire product kind of you know, route. Just, just create things that people can use with a back-end with consistent storage. Well, um, with backend, the, the, the only reason why um, I got into it at all, it's, uh, I always wanted to, obviously, uh, but I, I've, I've always been interested in the incorporation of both. Um, and on LinkedIn, what I've, or on all the job applications, what I've mainly been going after is uh, front-end development because I know it is easier to get my foot in the door, and I, I absolutely love it. Um, backend still scares me a bit as you because of security, all of that stuff, I'm still like, I don't know if I, I don't want to be, um, you know, the, the guy in Twitter at the moment. So, but um, just in regards to the backend stuff, it was more because that's what was incorporated in the course that I did, the uh, Cold Steel um, full stack. And uh, one of the driving forces for me to learn those things were because on all the job applications, even for junior, they're like, look, you've got to know HTML, JavaScript, CSS, how to build medieval swords, how to like keep the queen alive. You've got to figure out Firebase, all of it. You know what I mean? They just put such niche products everywhere. That you, yeah. you look at it, every, every time that I would apply, look to apply to a job, I get, you know, two lines in, I'm like, sweet, I know that. And then for the rest of it, my, my face just drops. And I'm just like... All right, I guess I'll just be studying for the next year again. 
Yeah. Tag sub, it's called. It... <laughs> I mean, it's. Yeah, I, no, I, I don't is... believe that a full stack developer really exists. I don't think. I mean, a really good back end person doesn't have the time to be good at front end. And even you can't learn all the frameworks really well either. Um, like, I, I don't have the confidence to go on to AWS and start firing up linked uh, clusters of EC2 instances and then having like um, some security mechanism for users that I create in Node Express. With Firebase, I don't have to deal with any of that. They have clever people that have written their authentication rules. Plus, what's really nice with Firebase is that they have these um, database rules which are tied to the authentication. And um, I actually um, don't, didn't write any validation for a lot of the backend code because all the rules are inside of the Firebase uh, database rules. So you can basically say like what values people can enter based on other values. Um, also with Firebase, it's a NoSQL database, which for me is very difficult because I come from a classical relational databases, which um, you guys might come across at some point in your career. Relational databases are basically big Excel tables. And um, it's taken a while for me to get the hang of NoSQL because you have to think about data in a very different way. And uh, for like to do, basically with, with SQL databases, you have like, imagine different Excel tables, right? And you can join them together using this sort of SQL language. And it's quite easy to do that kind of stuff. Easy after some practice, you have to write too much code. But today I had a problem in Firebase. I had to do two joins with related data and basically I had to load a whole bunch of stuff on the client and then start doing all these JavaScript maps and like filters and all this stuff. And like, I'm like, whew. But then with, with no SQL databases, you can be really flexible. You just want to add a new field in there. Okay, just store it in that path, dump notifications done in four lines. So like, um, but Firebase allowed me to take startup ideas that I had now to production. And that's something that I didn't really, I wasn't really comfortable with um, doing myself recently. Another thing I want to say to you junior junior people, don't be afraid of doing a startup or bringing and doing an idea of making a product because if you see a need out there that's not done yet, I wish I did startups a bit younger because uh, you know a lot of the ideas I had have been done. So um, it's never too a lot a lot of really good startups. They come from people that are not maybe probably junior developers. They just like they started attacking something together. They got some users and then they had some investment. They got a proper coder. So. Just throw that out there for you. Yeah, the only, only, only question is what? <laughs> because that has that is the million dollar question right there. Because everything I think of, quick Google search shows me that. Hey, I thought of that. I disagree. I disagree because look at how much pain there is in the world, how, how much inequality, how much hurt and suffering. There's always oh yeah, ways to improve this world. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I think we didn't. Like it's a discussion for a whole other time, but but I I do yeah. I do understand there there is a there is um, a vast risk that can be done. Again, it's just for the people who want to in in regards to funding. When it comes to the people who funded, obviously a profit needs to be returned in most cases, unless you know you can find um, understanding backers. Yeah. Has, has anyone um, obviously um, served great? Has anyone got any other questions for, for Mark and Nikos about their own personal thing? I, I think my, my genuine advice, obviously, would be to, you know, in terms of like personal brand and networking and stuff like that, try and become, a, you know, 
even like target yourself on 10 connections or hire, you know, any like senior and, and ask them questions and stuff, get a conversation yourself because most junior developer roles will probably come off people, you know, um, generally more than recruitment agencies and stuff like that, especially at the moment, they'll come for maybe more your own internal network. Um, so just really focus on your personal brand. If you do a new piece of, you know, um, a new site or something on your portfolio, publish it maybe on LinkedIn, ask people what ask people what they think of it, start getting comments, start engaging in conversations, and hopefully that will go a long way to securing your, your role. I think that is the, the massive thing for me is your own sort of personal brand and, and stuff like that. Think of yourself as your own little business. You securing a role, how do I do it? Build your personal brand. So target yourself on maybe connecting with 10 developers, front-end developers in the industry a day, as well as doing your code send them a message i'm new to the industry always looking for advice um stuff like that and genuinely i think that will go a lot more than actually applying for 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 junior roles especially at the moment and i think you'll probably get more success out of that as well that's some of the best thing i've heard all day all week all year that advice there yeah i just it's just so many you know that's what i was trying to you know get on you know want you guys to 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 get to, to get a foot in the door because I think you've all got so much passion and stuff like that and it's about demonstrating that if you can do that through your own personal brand I think that's massive for, for any junior developer yeah and there's also just just for the front enders as well there's um, there's a massive I don't know why this is but um, developers tend to not make things look very good so if you can just spend a few hours like if you've built something and you spend a few hours just making it look good, like aligning everything, making you know sure that everything looks okay. And, like I, in my experience, employers really like it when you make something look semi-decent. It doesn't have to look amazing, but just look okay. Because a lot of developers can build stuff really well, but they look terrible, like you like like really terrible. It makes you not want to use them. So if you can apply a layer of design thinking, whatever you're doing, whatever you're building that's already like a massive step ahead of, you know, what the average developer can do. Yeah. So yeah, think about animations, things like that, that you can fit into uh, whatever you build. Good points, but I just want to build on what, what Sean is doing. I used to run a, a coding club on Saturdays uh, in Fulham. I used to invite junior developers um, and I had a deal with them. They basically buy me like coffee and tarts and like uh, all this, Croissants, and I would teach them code for a couple of hours. It's actually I was shocked at how little turnout was, basically for the value of what they were getting. Um, but it's the journey is you know personal branding. I mean, build close friendships with some other junior developers, preferably in your local area, and just go out and hang out with them because you'll learn so much together. Uh, even if you're juniors, you'll be juniors. You'll be good at some things that the other guys or girls are not good at, and. Uh, if I was a junior again, I would definitely try and find more people in my network that I'd be just um, learning along with, with uh, learn with, learning together. Hopefully. Has anyone, Sev, Grace, Nick, have you got any questions for, for Mark or Nikos or myself? Or conscious of obviously been on for, for an hour or so, but have you got any questions? Um, you know, from a personal perspective, as I say, um, feel free to ask. I have um, a quick question about, so I feel like my tech stack doesn't always, um, it's not always 
perfectly the same as like a job for example i've done react but i've not done redux yet i would like to to learn it but i'm not i just not command to it yet horrible hate, hate writing redux code Oh, oh, I might not do Redux, but, um, <laughs> but you know, sometimes, you know, there's, there's some jobs out there. They ask for one or two things that you just don't have. Um, what was your take on it? Should I still, you know, apply to them and I'll learn on the job while I learn prior? Um, just a bit, you know, it's like how, how much like, yeah. Redux, Tell me everything. If you're a good, like, if, if, if the team has a decent mentor or person that can teach people, and actually it's quite a lacking skill, uh, if, if see, and I, and I, there was a girl that once come to one of my contracts, and she didn't know, like, some stuff, like, with Ember, and and she had, she had good basic CSS and um, uh, HTML skills, right? So what I did was just think, I've coined this phrase, just-in-time learning, I would teach her the bit of the framework she needed to do, right? So then she could do my job, which, and she could probably do the job about maybe 70, 80% or maybe 30% slower than me, but she's getting paid about, I don't know, three or two or three times less than me. So it's efficient for the company for, for me to get me to train those juniors to do the stuff that I do and stuff that I find boring, right? But once she gets up to speed, um, he or she, uh, I've trained junior uh, all sorts of people. Um, once they get up to speed, they're actually better than me because they're usually younger and have more energy, and uh, they con can concentrate better because their brains are younger. So, um, as long as the team knows how to teach people, then I wouldn't worry about some skills that you don't know. Like, I think it's ridiculous that kids, you, companies are asking juniors for graphics. I mean, just you. you what this is again the point you're not going to know everything it's like you know Nikos, mark if you start asking them about they won't know everything i think employers are so like you know we want this this and this um and and almost you know sometimes when they get it might even they might have their own internal recruitment team or they might have recruitment agents working on behalf they might just press control and f you haven't got it in your cv so try and do your own networking to find that first role try and do your own networking and i think that's really trying to get is do that you know because you're not going to have redux experience react and you know you can't it's physically impossible to have every skill because tech constantly changes but if you can show that willingness to learn attitude and stuff like that that'll go a long way um and like everyone, like Mark was saying, in terms of, you know, attending meetups, webinars, you know, hackathons and stuff like that to show your genuine passion, I think that is, is a lot more than just having Redux on your CV. Uh, does that make sense? Perfect. Have you got any questions at all, Grace? Or Maybe on. one that's being replied now, but... Hmm. How to find a mentor, especially in the current climate? Yeah, so this is something that people are asking me about the site that I'm making. Um, they, they want to be able to go into the site and say search for a mentor. So I'm going to probably add that feature on at some point. Um, but uh, most people that are skilled never get asked if they want, if if they can mentor. Like, um it's kind of a weird thing to do, like to go up to something, can you mentor me? So I probably wouldn't do that, but just find some of these whose skills that you admire and they're not so much levels above you that they, they wouldn't be motivated to teach you. Find someone that's just knows um, 
you know, and there's there's a there's a game, uh, a Chinese game called Go. Have you heard of it? Right. So there's a, basically there's no. a, an artificial intelligence that got quite a lot of fame recently because these computers could beat uh, Go. But there's a whole bunch of levels of Go players, right? There's all the way up to nine dan to which is like the top 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 pro level down to one dan then goes down from one Q to thirty Q. Now the thirty Q player is not going to. It's going to be a waste of time for the the one dan teacher to teach the 30q player right but the 20q player which is only 10 levels above can really teach a lot um to that person so find somebody that's just a little bit more senior than you and and learn from them because they'll they uh i mean i've got some linked servers uh, server hub on this discord server you can go on there you know there's, there's lots of friendly people on there especially the, um the tensor for one um but there's lots of Discord servers where you can go on like React, Reactive Flux. You can make a lot of, you can learn a lot from these kind of online tools, online social networks. Um, yeah, I know Google also runs a uh, mentorship scheme where it's just, it's it's like an ad hoc thing. It's obviously not physical anymore, but they probably have it in some virtual form where you can go there as a junior coder and um, senior developers will also be there and whatever project you're working on, they'll be able to help you out. In, in whatever you have problems with, and through things like that, you can probably find some really, really good mentors. Is that is that a free service? Yeah, yeah it's free. That's ridiculous. Seriously, whereabouts is that? Is that online or like you have to go on site? Uh, it must be online now uh, because it used to be a physical meetup, but it's probably not going on physically anymore. Jump, but jump. I'll find out what it's called and I'll send a link here. Jump to that with uh, both hands. That's uh, great. Perfect. I think as well, what what I'd say in asking somebody, you know, there's a you wouldn't probably go onto LinkedIn, connect with someone, and say, hey, can you be my mentor? But and what what you what you probably advise, you know, maybe connect with them. I'm a junior aspiring to to get into the industry. Um, really like look at your background. Obviously, you've probably been in my shoes, you know, maybe a long time ago, a couple of years ago. Make it a personal message to that individual. You know, I'd love, you know, I, I'm constantly um, improving, you know, looking at my portfolio and stuff. Would you ever be able to give me some advice on, on my on my work that I complete? You're not, you're not classifying that person as your mentor per se, but they're almost becoming that mentor because they're giving you advice. And, you know, don't get disheartened by somebody ignoring that message. You know, I work in recruitment. Trust me, if I got disheartened by people ignoring messages off me, um yeah, I've had a pound of probably a millionaire. So just, you know, don't feel like, oh my God, I've sent that message. I'm cringing because I've sent a message and someone's not replied. Some people are generally too busy, but there's probably, like Nikos said, a lot of probably mid-level, senior, junior developers will probably actually really like to to, to help people. Um, you know, there are a lot of nice, you know, there's some, there's some not nice people about, but there's a lot of nice people about who are willing to invest some time because, they would have probably valued someone doing for that for them when they were yeah. in that position. So ask the you know ask the question, and you know you might ask ten people, one might reply, but you do that fifty times, you've got four or five people. So does that make sense? Yeah, the, what, what, that happened Perfect. to me once. Somebody reached out to, right, to me on LinkedIn and asked if I could teach them. So it was um, he's actually a friend of mine now and uh, a successful developer. He basically uh, he's a recruiter. And he said he was trying to learn some web development, and somehow he, he sent a message on LinkedIn like, "Hey, can you can you teach me some coding or something?" And so um, I was I was a contractor back in those I was contracting, and I says, "Okay, buy me my lunch, and I'll spend an hour an hour a quarter with you, right?" 
So I basically told him to bring his laptop, and uh, being a Scotsman, I like my I like a free lunch. So I basically grabbed his <laughs> laptop and installed a whole bunch of software on it and set him up on GitHub and all bunch of stuff like that. And um, I met him several times after that, and then he he was he was flying. He's got a good job now, and it wasn't that it was like nothing, no effort on part of me. I just basically grabbed his laptop and and set as I said, yeah, and, and as I say, you know, generally people, you know, like helping others. Yeah. Like there are some people that won't, and you know, um, but you, you'll probably find that more people will actually come back to you than the won't and stuff. So. I'd just say, you know, go and connect with people that you aspire. You know, you might see some of the work or you might, you know, go and connect with them people, drop them a message. You know, if they don't reply, you've lost nothing. If they do, you've gained something. So if you use that sort of mentality, then I'm sure, yeah, you'll be, you know, successful. Hey, Nick, welcome to the, the show. Please don't lose, uh, don't lose heart with applying because it's a really good industry, especially at the moment to get into. It's a fun industry. It's... um well, you know, it's a well-paid industry as well. So, you know, just don't lose that drive to keep building your portfolio and applying as well. Like, if you get 100 rejections, there's probably two or three in there that could go somewhere. So, um, you'll get there. Definitely, definitely. Has anyone got any more questions or anything like that? Or I think we've covered quite a lot, haven't we? Um, if anyone's got any more questions, feel free to, to ask or... Yeah, so uh, I see Nick's joined. How, how you doing there, Nick? You're you're muted. Yeah, I'm doing fine. Sorry, I had some problems with the internet, so I just uh, was able to connect now. Uh, I'm doing no quite good. Uh, I'm happy to join. Uh, I kind of missed a little bit the introduction, so um, I just want to listen a little bit. Yeah, and you, I'll probably have some wrong, some more questions later. At the end, but at least you'll have your moment of fame, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we, we, we've we, it's been recorded anyway, Nick. So we can uh, we can obviously send it across to you over the next day or so um, for you to listen and stuff like that. But um, if anyone, if no, if no one's got any any other questions and stuff like that, I just obviously um, unless someone has at this point, has anyone actually got any other questions? Um, hey, Tom, uh, do you think you'll become a, a developer on Monday? Maybe no. No, I, I love I love interacting with people and stuff like that, and yeah. you know, um, I just I just don't think it, you know, it's the maybe the career for me. Not everyone can be, you know, I'd I'd happily learn a bit of code in my spare time and stuff, and I've done a little bit on HTML and stuff like that, but I think that's probably as far as I'll I'll, I'll go. Um, stick to recruitment. I've got, yeah. you know, I've I've got. Um, 14 recruitment consultants that work for us now and stuff like that so you know i love interacting and a big passion of mine genuinely even though you know we don't actually because companies usually recruit them directly we don't place a, a number of junior developers you're seeing you know how passionate some juniors are like all of you have come on this webinar you seem so invested in your career and stuff like that don't give up it's like like you know, like Mark was saying, it's it's a lucrative career. You know, this it's forever changing and stuff like that. So once you get your foot in the door, I'm sure if you keep that dedication, tenacity, and stuff like that, you'll all be really successful. Um, and I just don't want juniors, especially during this time, to lose heart in the in the job search. You'll get there in the end. Keep at it. Keep listening to advice and stuff. And I'm sure you'll be successful. 
Based on what the juniors have said in this um, podcast, I, I mean, I, I think I would hire you guys pretty pretty simply, you know, like, basically what you're saying yes. it makes sense, right? <laughs> so just set to um, send employees, well, they ask you to do a in, test, just send them a link to this podcast. See, there. Exactly. Hire me, right? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, can, can, can you guys hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, cool. Sorry, earlier I had to refresh because for some reason I wasn't going through. But, uh, my last question is um, regarding your uh, your did either of you do um, coding interviews? Well, the best, the best, yeah. As a junior, I did a I did a half, two or three hour interview. I actually flew down to London, did a thing, and then got the job. And uh, but the, the the two best clients I ever had, the the, the interview was basically a, a phone call, and then I had to sit and write code. Um, most of the, most of the times when I write code, it's like a complete waste of time. Um, yeah, I, I, don't know, I don't think I ever got the job from a, a coding test. To be honest, I'm thinking like I actually sat down and wrote code and, and I sent them on GitHub. Yeah, never never got a job. Complete waste of time. I I can't agree. I um so I had two coding interviews. One of them was coding on pen and paper uh, in front of a guy, and that was horrific. That was just just horrible. Uh, you don't have Google, obviously, but um, yeah, it's just a weird way to do a coding interview with pen and paper. Um, but I did get a interview with a company who provided me a coding uh, coding project I could take home and do. And um, I, I totally smashed that one. I just took it home. I worked for it on for 48 hours straight, uh, submitted it, and they, they accepted me based on, on that. Um, I'm, I'm well up for coding projects. Uh, not too long. Uh, but definitely, you know, they give you a chance to really explore a certain theme. And at the end of it, you've got something to put in your portfolio as well. Yeah. So kind of, you know, win-win in a way. So uh, out of all of that, what would you say was your, um, uh, uh, look, uh, I guess uh, you might have gotten a job through other means or, or anything, but what would you say in those um, tests, what was the number one takeaway that you took took away from it. Um, for me, it was treating it like a hackathon. You had a certain amount of time to do this uh, tech test, and they wanted to see, um, uh, you know, some control over, you know, React. It was React for me, so they wanted to see how well I knew React. I hadn't used it before, so I had to delve into React and build this thing. Um, yeah, based on their requirements, and I, you know, did it in forty-eight hours. I put it in my portfolio as well. Um, but yeah, it's just it, it, it was it was something that you can produce and show and show how you're thinking, show your code structure in, learn something new through, and that was fine by me. I, I don't mind taking a weekend out to to work on a project like that um, if it means that I can have something more to show to the next employer if I didn't get that job. Yeah, coding tests are fine if you're under thirty five. <laughs> I think uh, I, I'd, I'd, I'd say as well, like like Mark said, they're all examples that ultimately you can put on your, your GitHub or your portfolio as well. You can showcase that. You might not get that job, but the next job, send that with, you know, maybe send that with your application and stuff like that. So there's loads of, you know, it, it is tough because, the, you know, coding tasks take, a, you know, a while and you, you might do five or six and stuff and it seems elongated, but each one, hopefully, you're a bit more skilled and stuff like that. So... Yeah, a lot, a lot hopefully of times you can they're take actually it. very, very boring and, and generic, and they, they ask you to write these really simple apps that 
you just don't have any passion to do it. and they ask you to write all these tests and, yeah. and you know it's it's just but if there's one it's like according to test that already it's already 90 percent complete and you just have to add some new features or it's an interesting algorithm that that um you can learn something from then by all means do it i mean i think i've done that myself and i've just basically made a github repository and and left it up there as uh some kind of teaching material um yeah perfect so uh yeah th- obviously thanks thanks to that nick it, does that answer the the question from from the from mark and yeah Nikos? absolutely um and uh I have a sense that we're obviously, you know, getting to the end of it. So before everyone just, you know, cuts out, I just like, thank you guys so much for taking the time. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Nikos, Mark, um, uh, uh, Grace, Sev, uh, Nick, I know you joined late, like, but um, obviously this is going to be recorded. So enjoy watching all of that. But um, yeah, I just wanted to take the time again to say thank you. There's not many people, um, at the moment who are as eager to help and it's just really appreciated perfect and i'd obviously like to, to thank everyone for, for coming on nikos mark for for taking the time out obviously sharing your your wisdom um it's been really beneficial i'm sure for for, for the juniors and i'm sure we, we can all stay in touch over you know slack or some email some sort of format um myself, any right? advice you need from on, on the server exactly um keep in touch with us all and we'll all offer advice where we can and and i'm sure hopefully over the next coming weeks months um don't get disheartened you'll definitely all find a job stay passionate um keep adding to you know your github your portfolio and stuff um and you'll definitely secure something yeah so i just want to say thanks very much sean for for co-hosting this uh, i just find thanks very much sean for for co-hosting this podcast first first time i've done this and um I really appreciate also the stuff you write in LinkedIn, uh, and I like to comment on the stuff you write as well. And I, I'm just, it's interesting chat. We're going back and forth, but uh, I'm sure you'll do good as a, as a recruitment company with this this kind of like attitude to help developers. So perfect. Thanks so much for that. I just want to say one more thing, especially to Sean. Thanks for setting this whole thing up. Um, I've shared my email address in the chat. Um, please feel free if you just want someone to share progress with and how things are going. Um, yeah, drop me an email. Perfect. Perfect. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much, everyone. Thank Have a great guys. evening. Thank you all. Thank you. Bye, guys. See you. Yeah, Thank see you, you later. so much. Learn with, with us. Out. <laughs>